Check, check, check. All right, check, check, check. Ah, ah, ah. Three stars, three stars. Here we go. Alan, I'm gonna put you on hold. Just, uh, just hang on. Hell there. yeah, Abby Wabak right. kissing, kissing her wife. Her wife. <laughs> All right, here we go. You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f- the prom queen. Welcome to the Big Soccer Show, the best soccer show in the whole world. That's it. Game over. The crowd is over. The U.S. wins the 2015 Women's World Cup. Here we go. Best Soccer Show, Backheel.com. Jason Davis, Jared Dubois, live on a Sunday night. Minutes after the United States Women's National Team win the World Cup in Vancouver, 5-2 over Japan. Jared, uh, one of the craziest, wackiest, most insane games I've ever seen in that first 15 minutes. I mean, how do you even? I don't think I've ever seen a more decisive uh, effort in a final. Maybe I, you know, it's funny. Maybe the closest thing to it was the the. It wasn't a final, but that the Germany Brazil game yeah. last summer. Yeah, it's up. That's there. what I go back to when I think of this, and that wasn't even the final. No, and you don't think that this is ever going to happen in a final. And for all this talk about this women's team not really putting forth their best effort, for all the talk about how the world's caught up and passed them by, and certainly Japan was uh, defending champions, and maybe Japan wasn't as fancied coming to this tournament as they'd been. Previously, or as good as they were in 2011, you still thought it was going to be a competitive match. We are unlive tonight, is my favorite new word, which means we're not uh, not being streamed, but we are taking phone calls because that's how much the people love us and how much the people love the U.S. Women's National Team. Alan's first up. He got dibs. What's up, Alan? Dude, that was the most unbelievable game of the entire tournament. I could not stop watching the screen. And, you know, you mentioned earlier that. There was a lot of doubt. I had doubt coming out of the group stage that we could actually get past Germany. Um, and it just seemed like we just kept building on momentum, momentum. And then it, the start of this match was just unbelievable. I mean, a hat trick in the first 16 minutes. I've never seen anything like that in a final. Yeah. I've seen it in U.S. Open Cup games or smaller games out there, but nothing like this on this level. It's like Japan wasn't even ready to start the game until the 20th minute. Well, I just think it was... That's how hyped the the U.S. was, Jared. They were, I mean, I don't know if this is on Jill yeah, Ellis. Four years. This is four years in the making. Yeah, I don't know if it's on Jill Ellis. I don't know if it's on Abby Wambach as a leader, Megan Rapino as a leader, Carly Lloyd as a leader, whoever. I, I don't I don't know who it's on. But they came charging out like a stampede, and there was absolutely no stopping them. That first goal, by the way, let's just, for a moment, worship at the altar of that first goal from the U.S. Megan Rapino. Uh, with the the short corner and the Carly Lloyd run from about 35 yards, it looked to be. I mean, that just tells you the sense of purpose this team was operating from. I mean, I, I always go back to I, one of my favorite scenes from uh, back in the ni- 2002 World Cup. is Bruce Arena in the locker room before until the team. For like first, first foul, first card, first goal, first shot, all that type of stuff, the mentality that you want to have going into a game. This is first set play. You know, first set played out the gate. We're not going to put it in the air, which is what you expect from the U.S. Mm-hmm. We're going to trust Megan Rapino to put an ungodly direct ball on the ground, right on ungodly. the foot of Carly Lloyd, who times a run ungodly. perfectly. 
it, it's absolutely amazing that that, that that I love that pass mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. It's just a great way to start off it the cup, was. and it kind of tells you. And, and I agree with you, Jill Ellis. I, the, this, this team was a stuttering a bit coming into the into this tournament. I don't think anyone will disagree with that. But over the course of this tournament, game after game, this team found its rhythm. This yeah. team found its identity, and I think a lot of it goes to having to get their hand forced early on with. And Megan Rapino red uh, two two yellows and having to sit a suspension. Holiday having to sit a suspension. Those things forced her hand, and I think it made her change the game. Yep. Right, that they're willing to play. Hey, Alan, I'm gonna give you one more uh, comment if you want it before I get to this next call. Yeah, no problem. You know, the, the thing that hit my mind when we hit that two minute goal was Ghana all over again. Is this going to be a game where we're going to score early and then kind of lay off the pedal a little bit? But credit to the U.S. women's team. They just never stop. Mm-hmm. They never stop the entire game. I mean, Japan got a couple goals back into it, but they always kept their foot on the gas the entire time. So go USA, and thank you so much, Jason. Appreciate the call, Alan. There goes Alan. Let's go to 607. Who's on the air with us? Hey, guys. It's Alex from Syracuse. I got two things real quick. Where does that Carly Lloyd chip rank in all-time USA goals? I, uh, I mean, you know, importance I, is probably I, the, one of the biggest besides Caligari's gold that the yeah. round, heard around the world. I'm one of those people that believes that timing has a lot to say about how big a goal feels. Certainly, Landon Donovan against Algeria, just because it came in and out of time, they had to uh-huh. win that game to make it to the knockout round. You saw it coming off the break. I, I, I'm not saying it's a bigger goal because this is a World Cup final. But it's, right. it maybe felt more because you didn't have another 85 oh, minutes. There was 90 minutes of, of <laughs> anticipation in front of it. Yes, right, exactly. So, so it's hard for, the, for, for Carly Lloyd's that goal to compete this on that This is a better level. goal. It's a better goh Oh, it's a better goal. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a... Have it's, you ever seen... A, and it, I apologize if this sounds ignorant, but have you ever seen a women's soccer player score from the halfway line? Um, not that I can recall. They may have There's seen... There's a different level of athlete in the yeah. 21st century, female athlete. I don't know that the leg strength was there 15 maybe, years ago. Maybe. You know, maybe outside of Michelle Akers or someone like that. They're really... Well, I mean, just just a powerhouse. Bang. But, you know, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't put a ball in there on one bounce from the midfield line there's no way no, that's no. amazing leg strength and she's an amazing athlete yeah. and it's such a cool thing to see i'm i'm stoked for her. i mean it was one of she those, took over this tournament she did well it was one of those things where she hit it and you weren't quite sure what was happening at first and then you go oh oh and then, and then you heard jp say the keeper's off her line and next thing you know the ball's and i it took me a second to register the ball was in the net alex i gotta move on you got anything else oh yeah what, uh this last thing uh, do you guys think ellis did she know what she was doing all along, or did she kind of, was she forced to make those moves? Did she, did she hear what we said? I like giving credit to Coach, because I don't know internally what was going on. I don't know her thought process. I mean, over the course of the year, last year or so, she hasn't really shown the ability to, to coach him up to that level. But she got the job uh-huh. done. Who am I to, to sit here and throw stones at Jill Ellis, Jared? She just won a World uh, Cup title. The only title. thing I'll say regarding this, Jason, is that I'm surprised. And the reason I said that I talked about the, the um, suspensions earlier is because it was obvious from game one that Holiday and Lloyd in the middle by themselves yeah. wasn't getting the job done. No, right. They needed a third person in there. And it took her four games to make that move. And that's the only reason why I hesitate to really hype, on, hype up Jill Ellis and her amazing coaching changes. She made the right ones when she was forced to. 
I'm just kind of surprised that those some of those moves weren't made earlier because it was mm. obvious Holiday and Lloyd were struggling to create going forward mm. because they had too many defensive responsibilities. Yeah, I, so I'm at my office, so I don't have. Thanks for the call, Alex. I'm gonna move on. Um, I don't have the stream up while we're doing the show. Jared's got a TV over his shoulder. I'm kind of watching that, so I'm seeing some of the post game stuff. Have we lifted the trophy yet? It hasn't happened yet. Right? No, it hasn't happened yet. Okay. The players are on the field uh, waiting for some kind of presentation. Okay, right now. let's go to 703. You're on the air. Who's this? Hey, Jason. This is Len. What's up, man? Hey, so I just want to call in to give my reaction on this. This is just crazy, absolutely crazy. It was, it was. So yeah. you you're, you you want to hear the immediate visceral reaction without having to wait for the podcast? Are you cheating? <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, I'm, like, I'm calling call in just in, to I listen. Part of it, so I, I get something going on. Well, here. I mean, look, you, you've gotten a couple of minutes here. I can't keep you on the line because we got a bunch of people calling in, which I, I do love the unlive stuff. People calling in while we're not even streaming, Jared. Um, mm, our social media. You know, I I, I want to. This is 16 years. Um, I remember '99. I don't know how much I, I put into it being a, a young lad with a, a maybe a skewed view on the world at the time, Jared. I mean, mm-hmm. and admittedly being who I was at the age of 20 or whatever that was, uh, 19 years old, I think. But this is, I, I hope that this gets the play it should get. I hope this gets the run I it should get. I think it is, get. dude. Okay. I think it is. It's a different media. It's a different sports culture than it was uh, 16 years ago. And I've said it on the show before. I was in the stadium of the Rose Bowl in 99. I can tell you that California was hyped. I can tell you the 100,000 people that were in that wow. stadium were hyped. But the the I think the lasting impression of that World Cup was the bit of fizzle that happened afterwards, the inability to sustain. And I feel like there's more of a sustained uh, opportunity yeah, but is that, to sustain is that it fair? this time around. But is it even fair to judge 99 against that or even yes, this one? And against I'm not that. just judging the women's World Cup. I'm saying soccer. Okay, fair enough. As I, was was a spectator and it was not a spectator, but it was a niche. Um, occasion sports okay. coverage. I'll, I'll tell you what makes yeah, this no. one different. Uh, hold on, Landon. This is, I'll tell you what this makes this one different from 99 in that regard. In 99, you had 100,000 people at the Rose Bowl. You had 17 or 18 million people watching on television. It, but Americans yeah. are big event people. We watch the Olympics yep. in big numbers, the sports yep. we don't give a flying crap about. Just because it's Cup USA. 94? World Cup 94. Um, you know, the, the men have had pops here and there when, when they've been in big tournaments and big moments. We saw what the World Cup brought last year. But the difference is, and this is the same as 2014 for the men. The difference is, and the sustainability is evident when you look and you see what the American Outlaws did at this tournament in Canada. Yeah. They somebody tweeted a picture of them walking down the street in their pregame uh, procession to the stadium, and there had to have been at least three or four thousand people walking down the street in Vancouver. With an American Outlaws banner in front of him. How long before Seattle and Portland take credit for that? <laughs> well, I think I just think it's those people are going to stick around. Those hundred thousand people at the Rose Bowl, you're one of them. Maybe a yeah. fraction of them stuck around, but for a lot of those people, it was it was just a big thing to go to. It was a big thing to see. Yeah, it, the, the sports culture is different. It's okay to be a female athlete now. I mean, it's okay to be whoever you are as a woman and be uh, be powerful and be individual. I, I love that after this game, Abby Wambach's going up and he she's kissing her wife on the side of the because that's yeah. what any athlete would do in that moment. Right. And it's okay to be that person now. It's okay to be that strong female. And we have a nation of strong females, partly created by the ninety nine. Uh, the 99 uh, World Cup win, they're now ready to take the next step on this. This mm. is just another stepping stone in the evolution of this, and it's going to be a bigger leap that you can make from this rock. You know, I got I got this. I have this on my board. I haven't used I don't know when I used this last. What is this? 
Uh, this is a chant. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, Landon, you got anything else before I let you go? Yeah, Hello? no, just, just basically saying that I, I'm just the the one thing that I was just so excited about is that you know I very first got into soccer kind of when the, the '99 win. I mean, that was my very first exposure to it, and this is you know it's kind of the culmination of it. it, it within the those past 16 years, I slowly, slowly started to learn about soccer, started to really, really enjoy it. And now that I'm actually finally into it, finally really loving it, seeing this win, it's just, it's just amazing. Mm. Um, but I, I just, overall, just excited. Yeah, really, so I want to just call in and say, say how happy I'm about it. Not, not too much to discuss yeah. with so, it. I really think that Jill Ellis was a mastermind. I really do okay. think right. that she knew what she was doing the entire time. Um, but no, overall, I'm just really excited about it. All right. Thanks for the call, Ed. Appreciate it. 850, you're on the air. Uh, yeah, it's just Randall. Uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. What's up, Randall? Uh, I just want to say, like, this is just crazy. Like, I've watched soccer. Like, I got into it late when I was in high school, so I didn't get a chance to play. I was watching it. I've never seen anything like this. Like, Lloyd had the game of her life, really. Like, and <laughs> is this how Germany felt when they were beating Brazil? Like, <laughs> this is how they felt. You know, I, I don't know that we ever felt like... Like, like Germany started steamrolling Brazil, Jared, and it was like that was not going to stop. And the Brazilians had nothing. Japan shows but that some was fight. a Brazilian collapse too. I don't feel Japan collapsed. Yeah, the way Brazil collapsed. I think that's fair. Pressure, expectations, all that stuff. I think Japan just came up against a better team. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons that everyone was so bummed when they saw France, Germany, and the U.S. all on one half of the grid when when the when this uh, the the second round of the of uh, the tournament started. It made it kind of unfortunate that th- that they neither one of those teams could make uh, one two of those three teams couldn't make the final, and now you're seeing why. Japan's a good team, but the USA we they came up with a USA team that was in form, getting stronger, yeah. and full of confidence after beating Germany. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Carly Lloyd, Golden Ball winner of the tournament. So there you go. That's uh, well deserved, based on especially uh, the knockout round. She was on. I think Miyama fire. got uh, the silver. Uh, I what? Uh, Randall, you got anything else? Uh, that's pretty, that's pretty much it. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate guys. it, Randall. There you go. Uh, the people are calling in. We'll see if we get any more of those. We'll, we'll put that Twitter out again, Jared, and, uh, see if anybody wants to By jump the way, in. while I mentioned Miyama, is she the best server in the ball in this entire tournament? Mm. I mean, she is so sweet on her mm. corner kicks, her free kicks from the run of play. One of the best servers I saw in this whole tournament. I mean, uh, definitely a, a worthy golden ball winner. And Japan, excuse me, Japan taking the, um, the silver medals right now on the podium. I don't see what the FIFA, what FIFA delegate is present up there right now? I can tell you, it's not Seb Blatter, obviously. No, but. he's not there. Uh, they, they, I don't know who the highest ranking. I don't official, think they said Jerome Vlaka either. No, no, Valky didn't go. Uh, the highest ranking official was the African uh, CAF head. I don't know if he's there. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I was coming to something. Oh, it's it's the flat out. It's the it's the journey, Jared. It's the journey of this tournament for the USA. It's starting out looking a little rough against us, Australia. Um, you know, needing Megan Rapino to, to grab that game by the scruff of the mm-hmm. neck and make it hers for them to come out 3-1 winners and feeling like they hadn't played well. It, needing it, Sauerbrunn and Johnston to have an amazing tournament. The whole back line. I don't yes. even single them out. It, I mean, Klinenberg's been absolutely fantastic. And I, I, I don't know if you you saw that. I mean, tonight she, she definitely made some decisions. She came out when she needed to. She had some quality punches. But I'm not sure Hope Solo was on top of her game in this tournament. Uh, Alex Morgan was way off the entire thing. Uh, that's, but that's to be expected. No, it is. It is. But my point is that this team, uh, I mean, they may have hit top gear in that last game, in the final when you needed to do it. It was Carly Lloyd. It was 
it, it was you know Rapino set piece delivery. It was the fight that they showed. It was it was all of that. But their some of their top players weren't at their best in this tournament, and they still got the job done. And I don't know what that means because again, that's a team. We spent. I know it is. It is one hundred percent a team, and full credit to them. We spent the, so much of this tournament talking about. The world's caught up. The world's passed them by. They haven't won a World Cup in 16 years. Uh, Japan plays more technical. Germany is more dangerous. France is more uh, skillful. And when it all was said and done, the team that's standing is is the United States of America. And I don't know that any of those those evaluations are incorrect. But the one thing you didn't mention is the U.S. plays one that plays with the most heart. Yeah, but see, I I think that that's... I, I, that's America, I, dude. No, I get that, and I, and I know that that's our our, our that, that's something we always come back to, both for the, both the men and the women, and that there's a heart there, that there's that there's full ninety minute efforts out. There's belief, belief. But I I actually think that that maybe un, that's maybe unfair to some of those other teams. It's not as though Germany wasn't going out there and giving everything they got and just got beat by a better team on the day with some bad luck thrown in. It's not like yeah, it's not like true. Japan didn't want this game as much as the United States. I but believe here's that they what did. I mean by when I say this though, Jason. You can coach a team to play, make a a a, uh, a technical team to frustrate a technical team and make them play ugly. You can make that happen. You can make a team change the way they want to play by altering your tactics. You, it is extremely hard to make a take take a t- team's heart out of their chest and make them stop believing. Oh yeah, no, they, they, the United States they 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 were ruthless. They were cold blooded in that first fifteen minutes. They made Japan. Th- that was pain. That was pain. And and again, Japan came back. They had a whole eighty five minutes to try to recover, and they ult- they ultimately got themselves back to about to lift the trophy. Who do you think lifts the trophy? Carly Lloyd, uh, Abby Wambach. It's gotta be Wambach. It's gotta be Abby Wambach. Is there a player be. you feel better for than Abby Wambach? You know, I, I've been I've been back and forth on Abby during this tournament. Some of the things she said, especially coming into it, I, I wasn't a fan. I think she has, but again, I, I also recognize I'm one of those people who recognize that in order to be a top athlete, man, woman, whatever, your ego has to be legit. Your ego needs to be big. Otherwise, how can you yeah. possibly handle the ups and downs? You need, especially as a lead striker for a team like the United States, you better know that you're the best. Otherwise, you're not going to get the job done. You're not going to have the ability. Is is it's 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 Wambach and. And Rapone going up and right Rapone, now. Yeah, Rapone, so. and it looks like Abby gave Rampone the, the armband after Lloyd gave it to her. Yeah, yeah. So Lloyd gives the <clears throat> the armband to Rampone or to to Wambach when she comes on. I just I mean listen, I know Abby Wambach is controversial and she says some stuff, but I just love the way she plays so much. I mean, it, personally for me, she reminds me so much of my cousin who was like four years older than me and had built like Abby Wambach, played like Abby Wambach in a time where women just didn't couldn't play soccer professionally. And it's just the the commitment she has mm. to the team. How she'll put her head through a brick wall. Yeah, it's 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 so. I, I love did, Abby Wambach, and I, I know it comes with certain things. Okay, but. she went a little prima donna, but it's okay. It's okay because she. You know what she did in this tournament? She when it came time for them to move on from playing Abby Wambach in a starting role. Uh, there's the trophy lift right now. Fantastic moment in Vancouver. 52,000 people sold out Stadium BC Place. And you know what? In the end, and here's the thing. There's a lot of people, a lot of people, and not all of them are, I mean, you know, most of them are not American. There's a couple of Americans who had some trouble liking this team. But there's a lot of people who don't like this team. And 
I found myself, and I can see why they might be unlikable. I mentioned Abby Wambach. We, we obviously know Hope Solo and her reputation, yeah. things that have happened around her. They're, they're, Sydney LaRue is not the most popular girl in Canada. That's just a thing. But I think that actually that makes me even more like more proud of I don't know how you know what I'm saying like the, like when because they overcame something when, no 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 when people don't like your team that makes you that just makes you like them even uh, more you know what I'm saying yeah, like, I, do, you, do you know what it's like to be an LA fan <laughs> yeah you're dealing with that right now because the the rules are being twisted around for your team oh I know it's always LA <laughs> no, never mind the fact Orlando's trying to do the exact same thing right now well no because well they don't have three DPs they got a they got a slot open they don't need a they don't need a rule twisting for for them to get a, a Mexican international. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's another topic. I, this is a a, a a wonderful moment for this team, a wonderful moment for those uh, for those women who have been around through two, three, four World Cups, and and obviously for Christy Rampone to bookend her career. Holy crap! Um, yeah. forty years old. Forty years old. Played in nine. You know, was in that ninety nine on that ninety nine team. Is in this two thousand fifteen team. I, I don't your, know who's your breakout player this tournament for the U.S. It's either Heath or Brian, I think. It's, oh, well, I think okay. it's Brian. Well, we got to go back. See, but again, we, they, the defense carried them. So it's probably, it, it's probably Sauerbrunn if we're being fair. If we're being yeah, complete. but I, I knew Sauerbrunn was a good center back already. Okay, and Julie Johnston for a while was getting a lot of praise. Then she sort of She had a rough two off. games right now. The last two games were rough. And, I mean, listen, she's at, what, we have four caps or five caps going into this tournament? I mean, it was not many. She never, yeah, was not a right. full-time starter of this team. And she started off amazingly. A young player, doesn't have a lot of background yet. I'm extremely excited for what she brings going forward. And I, I was in love with her this tournament. I, I think she was great. Uh, but I will say I am really impressed with Morgan Bryan's composure beyond her years. Yeah. I mean, she's playing with with Lord Lord Holiday and Carly Lloyd and doesn't look off pace mm-hmm. at all. Tobin Heath is sick. Her her ball her ball her ball skills are Sick. It is, but what's really impressive is that how simple she does. She things, is, too. Yeah, she plays Sometimes she just does the simplest passes she, well, so well. Not even her watch her on the ball. And I think a lot of players I think I think every young player can learn something from watching Toby Heath because when she's on the ball, she's not looking to flat. She's not no no well, she's not looking down, but she's not looking to to use some flash to make space. She's not She's not. She look, could. She, but she, she absolutely to. could. But she no. It's a little touch. It's a little reversal. Ball a foot over the ball, bringing yeah. it back, taking a, a quick turn. I mean, her. It makes the defender make choices. Yes, absolutely. And and that's the hard part. And, and one other thing I'll say about Tony, if you go back and look at her goal in this, if you can get a good angle at it, watch her feet. Yeah. Watch how she does a really quick one-two stutter step with her feet. Pop, pop, just to set her feet perfectly mm-hmm. to catch that ball, which was not really rolling. It was on a slight hop. And she sets her feet. And you can just tell that different mentality of a person that's done so many foot drills, so many touches on the ball, has quick feet, and she just resets her feet, allows her to get her hips in the perfect position to basically bring him over and put that ball away. Great. I mean, I, I like Toby Heath too, but for me, Morgan Bryant, definitely the breakout player of the okay. tournament. Uh, you mentioned carrying the momentum forward and, you know, having it, not having it fizzle. And, and you took it to a whole big, bigger soccer picture. But if we focus in on the, on the women's game, um, and I'll be the first one to admit that it's been difficult for me to work NWSL into the everything else that I've got going on, but totally same way. I, I think we need to make that effort, and it, and you know what? There's a, a this came out last week. 
Fox announced that they've got they've got a, a TV deal with NWSL, so they're going to be putting some games. I think it's all going to be like most of the games are going to be uh, in Portland, where they get big crowds, and Houston I think gets decent crowds. So I think that's but also the, has Rapino and uh, yes, Heath on right. It. So you get the stars, you get Rapino and Heath, and then up in Portland you obviously get the big crowd and some stars as well. So hopefully that helps with the uh, with that league getting you know getting solid footing. I mean we just want to see that take. I don't care if it's baby steps. Well, Abby Wambach be playing in that league. Uh, sh- she will. I, I, I don't know. She could go out right now. Like if you're, I don't. Well, she, I mean, she put off the start of her season. She, she didn't did. join her club team before the tournament. She so did. I mean, maybe she just wants to go out on top. Maybe she's done. Ah, man, that would be baller to do it. Uh, it's not drop qu- the mic. It's not quite John Elway. It's not quite who else wrote off and you know with a championship mm-hmm. to their name. I'm trying to think uh, not with somebody. a championship. But I just remember one person that le- that ended on his own terms was Bar- uh, uh, Barry Sanders. I mean, oh, yeah, just like well, I'm out. That Barry, yeah, Barry Sanders basically said, "I don't need this anymore," and that was that was his baller's baller. Guess I don't think that that's what Abby Wambach is her position, but her position is more of that John Elway moment. Now she wasn't the player centrally anymore, but she did score in this. It's not like she didn't score in this tournament. It's not like she didn't contribute in this tournament. She set up that that second yeah. goal against Germany. She's not going to get an. She didn't get an assist. It's a hockey style assist, but but she also missed some very Abby Wambach position did. plays. She did, and and I think that she'll be the first one to tell you that it's just not. It's not quite there. And uh, I don't know if you saw any of the lead up to the game. They had this little. It is very uh, yeah. The little they they put a camera on her with the lights right in her face. That that very intimate. Like just and it her. looked like the room was empty too. Just she her cl- and the camera. She cleared it out. She asked for that room to be cleared out before she went on and and gave her little monologue. Um, and, and you know, I, again, I don't think you have to like Abby Wambach and everything she does and everything she says or Wabby uh, Wabby Ambach, as I called her once uh, <laughs> a couple of shows back to to respect the hell out of her. Like I don't think you need to like there are play, there are there are players and personalities I don't think are good people i'm not saying she's not i'm just saying like i don't think Zlatan's a nice guy but i respect the hell out of what the man does on the soccer field you know what i mean yeah for sure i i definitely know what you're talking about and listen it's easier for me for some reason i don't have that abby wambach blind spot i'm i'm, I'm a fan i i love what she does um but i do will acknowledge that i mean if you want to give jill ellis credit for something you could say she got her hand forced in a number of ways she chose to sit abby wambach that was a choice, and yeah. I think it was for the better of the team. Yeah, this team, no coincidence, started playing better once they went kind of a lone striker up top with Alex Morgan and decided to make it more of a commitment in, in midfield. So I think that it was a a really good call on her part. There, you can definitely give her credit for that. Absolutely, I I think again, I don't want to make this. I don't want the 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 the, the review of Jill Ellis's tournament. To focus, to, to make it look like she bumbled her way into this title. I think that's unfair to her. Now, no, I, I agree with that. I, I think there are a lot of, of women's soccer people out there who, who have really been paying attention who do feel that way. And that's, that's fine. They're entitled to their, to their opinion. And, and you what? They're in a better place. And they have more solid footing to say it than I do. They can come out and say, I don't think that she really, you know, manage this tournament that well. It's just her hand was forced with the the uh, the suspensions against China, and ultimately she sort of backed her way into the best uh, formation for the U.S. team, the four three three. But again, I don't know how you take anything away from a coach who has led her team to a title, and it's not as though, uh, I, you know, it, it's not as though Pia did it. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I think pe- people probably think of Pia. 
ultimately is a better coach than Jill Ellis. And maybe that's true. That. But but Pia didn't take But this team do. looked like they were united, though. I'll say that, though. The team never looked like it was divided in any way on the field, off the field, no press, like snipes or anything like that. I'll, I will say that. And maybe that's more... To, Due to the leadership, you have a you have a Christy Rampone, you have Abby Wambach, you have Shannon Box, you have Carly Lloyd, and you have these bigger than life figures that have a ton, ton of veteran experience that can be coaches on the field. Mm-hmm. They can be coaches in the training in training. And once again, we're finding ways to not give Joe Ellis credit, and that's probably not fair. But I will say that in, in a comparison with Pia and and uh, and Ellis, I do feel like there's a bit of a a, a player led vibe to this team and maybe it's just something i'm picking up on that's not really there but that's how i feel about it i feel that a lot of it comes down to having leaders on the field and uh i I think she's got four or five generals out there which makes it easy to be uh the person on the sidelines pulling the strings yeah there's a lot of leadership in this team and i think when things weren't going well we were talking about the age of this team and some of the players that you wondered if they should have been cycled out yet i mean certainly it's not an obvious call to make to bring Shannon Box to this tournament to bring Christy Rampone no. to bring Christy Rampone to this tournament. It's the Frankie Hayduck pick. Yeah, well, yeah, it's the it's the it's the chemistry pick. It's the it's the it's there is there is a role here. I mean, it's as you said, it's Frankie Hayduck, but there's a legitimate name. I mean these these women aren't necessarily going to be asked to carry a load on the on the field as players, yeah. but they are going to be asked to keep things. Uh, think keep things tight and keep things united and keep things, uh, you know, going forward in the right directions mentally, especially when things aren't perfect, especially yeah. when they're not playing the soccer that they want to play, especially when the goals are hard to come by. I mean, this is a team that w- I, I don't know that I've ever seen a World Cup winning team go do a 180 the way that they did. I mean, I know they scored three goals against Australia, but everything else was so. It was the, the margins. It wasn't were a convincing very, three goals outside of Rampo. No, it was Rapino's like moment of brilliance. You right, know? right, right. I mean, it was it it was they, everything was so tight. It was all about their defense. It was wondering if if they were just it was all be about carrying. being being limiting their 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 exposure. That's what it was about. It was yeah. pragmatism, right? And so then they go into the knockout rounds. They beat. I mean, remember that they weren't overly convincing against Colombia. I don't think anybody thought that they looked great against Colombia. They beat China one yeah. nothing. They beat China one nothing in that in that quarterfinal round. Then they look yeah. good. They look better against Germany, and get two goals. And you thought, okay, this is maybe it's coming on. And then again, they they and I've said it several times. It felt like they flipped a switch. I don't know how they do that, but that's what it felt like in this tournament. But I I hope what Jill Ellis takes from this is that with the higher the more trust that she put into her her young players, the better this team played. But I think that also asks the question now, over the next four-year cycle, all those veteran leaders we just talked about are gone. Yeah. Who's no, the yeah, next, that, now, who's now the it's next level of leadership in this team? I said I said at various points. I've got a call. I'll get to you in a second. We said, I said at various points, I don't care how they play. I want the, the, the World Cup. I want the title. I want the championship. I don't, even, I don't care if it's the ugliest soccer you've ever seen in your life. If they lift a trophy, that's fine. People would say that they need to evolve, though, and that still needs to happen, even though that they won. Even though they won, four four three. You're on the air. Hey guys, first time caller. Uh, USA just won with like the women's World Cup. How long do you think it'll be until the men actually win? Or do you think in my lifetime or your lifetime we actually see them win a World Cup? I'm gonna hold out hope it happens in my lifetime, but I don't have a I don't have idea. And I and I do want to be careful here, Jared. I don't want to make. 
the women world winning the World Cup about the men winning the World Cup, if you know what I mean. Like, I think that's un- I think that's I don't think that's the right I, approach. I, I get you on that, but I, if you're talking about from a fan experience, how long do you have to wait to experience both? Then I think that's a fair question. Um, I would say that it depends. I think it depends how you want the men's want to wear to how you want the men to wear win a World Cup. Do you want them to win a World Cup the way Greece won a Euro? I don't cup? care. I don't care. I don't care. I do not care. Why would anybody care? Why would any fan care? I'm just saying. You know for a fact there's a big portion of the American soccer sphere that thinks that if we don't play the right game, it doesn't matter what we do. Oh, they're they're, they're wrong. Those people are wrong. I don't saying they're right or wrong. I'm saying they exist. Okay. No, I agree, and that's sort of what I'm getting to with these women. That there was this attitude that it was okay, that it was almost better if they didn't win the tournament when they were. But playing shouldn't a- the expectations be different for a women's team that's won World Cups and won Olympic oh, sure, titles sure, sure, and sure, sure. some of the best players in the they, world? They should be. They should be. But I still don't buy the notion that it's better for them to lose and not win a World Cup because it may spur them to do something better with their program or to play better soccer in the future. That's a ridiculous. Attitude as a fan, that's a ridiculous attitude to take. If you have the opportunity, again, they could play the. It, if I, if you gave me the option and you said the U.S. women win the World Cup and play the ugliest soccer for the rest of time until time immemorial, but or they win France. the World Cup, I'm taking that. I'm taking the World Cup instead I don't of care. being France. Yeah, instead of being France or instead of yeah. It, it, you the the point of the game is to win. If you if you win, nothing else matters. It really doesn't. Now, if you're you no, must have loved that Colorado Rapids team from no no, no I no I, I I don't like. There's there's two different things here. You can recognize it's ugly soccer. You cannot be. You can you know hate the fact they're playing ugly soccer. You can say I'm not entertained by this. I wish we played better soccer. But if they're if the option if the choice is ugly soccer forever and a World Cup. Or pretty soccer, but you don't win because that might help. I'm taking the win. I'm taking the World Cup. Yeah. Oh, why wouldn't you? you got anything else? Uh, I just want to talk. Um, do you think Connie Lloyd deserved the golden boot, or do you think that it should have gone to Sostic or whatever they did? Well, they because got... they went down to like a lot of like yeah. tiebreakers. And I'll hang up and let you guys talk. Okay, appreciate it. Uh, appreciate it. There you go. Uh, well, first of all, golden ball, not golden boot. Different thing. Golden boot, you win because you score the most goals. Golden cool. ball, you win because people voted does you. Does Sasuke still end up paying, or did Carly Lloyd take that too after this game? I don't. She must I, have I, taken I, it, right? I don't know. I, no, I think Sausage won. I think Sausage won. Yeah. I don't know. After three goals tonight, was well, I, somebody was mentioning on my feed that she won something. So I'm pretty sure she won golden ball. Okay. Or golden boot because she couldn't win golden ball. Or she didn't. I know Carly Lloyd won that. Did Carly Lloyd deserve it? Uh, the sure. most the most important player for the championship team. I mean, psh, come on. Oh God, come on. This, she took over three games of the most important three games of the tournament, and she played every minute of the, of, the, of these games. I, who else would? Yeah. No, I'm with, I'm with you on that. I'm I mean, with you, Sasek, that. you can't you, you can't say Sasek, You can't miss the penalty for your team in in the semifinal and and be golden ball winner. I'm sorry, right. it's it, not going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not uh, sure who else would have been close. To be honest with you, we'll see if we're getting any other calls here. Half, this this show should and probably will mostly be about the U.S. women in this World Cup. And there's some other angles and things here that I think are worth talking about, but. The the Gold Cup starts on Tuesday. The United States men did play on Friday, so we need to give some sort of attention to the men as they get ready for the regional tournament, Jared. 4 nothing against Guatemala. Now, uh, let me just say this, and I'm not sure my, my bosses over there will be too happy if they listen to the podcast. I hate doing player ratings. 
I had mm. to do player ratings for ESPN FC. I mean, it's a job. Mm. It got, yeah. And you know what? I do the best I can. And I had a, I had a, I had a conversation, a little behind the scenes conversation with a certain American player who's abroad and is known for his opinions on soccer. Has written some very awesome pieces, kind of giving background into a player's mentality. And he was okay. basically like, "Dude, I can't believe you do player ratings. You don't seem like that guy at all." And I'm really not, but but I understand why people like them or people get talk about them. I was a little critic, more critical, I think, than people think I should be. I didn't think that was an overly convincing performance, but I'm I'm also willing to say that it's it's Guatemala, it's Gold Cup prep, and Concacaf is never pretty. It's just never pretty. I think it was a pretty good game. I think it was a pretty good game. I think it was definitely better in the second half. Um, what you choose to attribute attribute that to is up to your personal thing. I think a lot of it was attributed to having Giassi Zardes in there. I think he brings yeah. a different dynamic to this game when he's in there. There's an energy and a life to when he plays. Um, I did like Clint Dempsey in this team. We talked about uh, last week. We talked about what's Clint Dempsey's role is going to be in this team now with Michael Bradley. You and, did. You and, did. I thought he was. Look, if you're going to play, I think he's okay. No, if, he was okay. Okay, but if you're going to play a four-four-two and you're going to have two strikers and and the goal is to get somebody close enough to Josie Outdoor to play some combinations, and I know Michael Bradley's going to push. But how 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 is it okay that Clint Dempsey's dropping forty yards from goal to pick up the ball? I don't understand that. I'm okay because he, here's what I was worried that was going to happen. I didn't see happen. And I was worried that Michael Bradley was going to have no role in the offense when we switched to a flat four four van midfield and Clint Dempsey playing basically kind it wasn't of wasn't a flat. It was never supposed to be a flat four. Mix was supposed Wait. to be sitting in the Beckerman role. Come on, Mix Discord, you really think he's gonna be sitting behind Bradley a whole game? Well, I think he did. I think he did. I think he was a little all over the place. I think he did. I thought they. I think they played pretty flat. That's my opinion. Okay, but all right. I was worried that he wasn't gonna have enough of a role in the offense, and I did. And 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 he had plenty of a role. I thought he did a good job of getting into that offense. So that's one thing I was worried about. He was not his best, and and I thought it was interesting coming off of the European trip and all that. Those those two immense performances he put in to see him a little. Off now, I may have been a little too kind with my rating on Michael Bradley. I don't want to make this about player ratings. I'm just using this as as a jumping off point. He did he did give the ball away a little bit more often than than I'm used to seeing him recently, and I think that he was um, he wasn't good on the break either. He had a couple of moments where he just he he killed things with with bad decisions with balls that didn't come I'll, off. I'll say this too: I'm not completely sold on the Discaru Bradley combination. No, neither am I. I I like the Beckerman combination, and for the simple reason, and I don't mean to make this uh, say this word twice in a row, but Beckerman is extremely good at playing simple. Yeah, he plays simple. When the lateral passes there, he plays it. When the back passes there, he plays it. When the forward passes there, he plays it. He makes the best choices at the most critical times, and he doesn't try to do more than what he's capable of. And that allows Michael Bradley to get a rhythm. Because the ball's coming back and forth, back and forth. It's pinging around, and we're keeping possession. The more times Bradley gets the ball on his feet in a number of different possession positions in one spell of possession yeah. is really good for the U.S. Yeah. And I think Mix Disgrude tends to try to make that kind of um, heady play. He tries to make things. I think he tries to force things every once in a while, especially when he's a one-on-one with a guy. He tries to round him a lot. He doesn't always pull off on it. I don't think he can. He has this physical nature to body up a guy and get around him. But Beckerman makes everything simple. Mm-hmm. And I understand that he may not play that final ball that Mixed Discrude can get. He may not get that late run into the box that Discrude is going to get and get a goal. But... I kind of like what it does for Michael Bradley when he's in there. If this, I, I don't. I mean, I'm not saying that this does. This says anything about how they're going to play in the Gold Cup. And and honestly, I, and this is probably the ra- wrong attitude. And there are people who will say, "Oh my gosh, 
What's wrong with you? I'm not. I'm not worried about Honduras at all on Tuesday. I, I'm not. I don't know why. I maybe I should be. They're certainly going to kick the U.S. around. They're, they're going to try to be physical. That's what they do. They play some of the ugliest soccer out there. It's going to be difficult. The United States may need one or two. You know, they made one or two moments to win. But I, I'm really not that worried about mm-hmm. them. Um, but this game doesn't necessarily feed that. This game is sort of again, sort of one of those. Uh, half good, half bad. Um, you can see but where can the U.S. can the U.S. win a Gold Cup with DeAndre Yedlin and Tim- Timothy Chandler running the right side of that? that, uh, that you know, against good competition, I don't know. I'd rather have Beckham in the middle and push uh, mix screwed wide. I know it's not much defensively, but it gets another guy that can hold the ball on the field. And I lo- don't get me wrong, I love what DeAndre Yedlin brings to the game: game changing speed. And I mean, he gets himself into good positions. I think he had decent por- points to this game, but I he he just can't make simple passes sometimes, and that really annoys me. And Timothy Chandler, his goal is going to eclipse the fact that he was not good in this game. By the way, and, and again, I hate I, I'm not about player rankings. I just kind of pointing this out because of the subjectivity of it. I think I gave him a four and a half or a five. And that's with a, a goal, with a great with goal. A, yeah, uh, our friend Brian Shiretta, who I respect immensely. Gave the dude a seven, and I was like, I we we watched different games because I didn't think that that Timmy Chandler, I thought Timmy Chandler was causing more problems than he was being effective in that game. And so yes, the the Yedlin Chandler partnership is is a problem, and it's weird because that one that's the wig link on the other flank, uh, Giassi's artist and Fabian Johnson. That's that's great stuff. And and oh yeah, Giassi's not the best defender by any stretch of the imagination, but he certainly had a better understanding of when. Of when to cover the space that that Johnson was leaving behind, they they understand the overlap was working fantastically for them. A uh, couple of mishit crosses, but otherwise, Fabian Johnson was the most dangerous player they had in the first half before he came off. Yeah, I think that was a really good combination over there. I'm still a fan of the Greg Garza. I'm okay. I'm okay with he Greg Garza, Fabian Johnson moving into the midfield. Yeah, yeah, he looked good too. Um, by the way, on the Greg Garza tip. I'm glad he's in this team. I'm glad he got a, a chance to to play against Guatemala to show what he can do. I think they're going to need him in this tournament. You didn't have another natural left back in this team until you swapped out Brad Davis for Greg Garza. But Brad Davis was reportedly moved from the team for knee injury. He, then he plays. He played like 86 minutes or something. Maybe it wasn't that long. Maybe it was 75. But he play, He started and played the bulk of a match on I Friday night. I found that night. interesting, too. That was a really odd. Nothing, listen, you know me. I ain't mad at it. No, I'm not mad either. I saw a quote um, from one of the guys who covered that team, and I apologize. I think it's Daryl Lovell. I want to give credit here. A quote from Brad Davis. They said he was asked about his knee, said it wasn't bothering him, and he did not want to talk about the national team. He didn't want to answer questions about it. I want that. to throw something out there. Completely, I, this, I have nothing to corroborate this. It's just what I'm wondering happened behind the scenes. Yeah, something did. Do you think, do you think that Jurgen Klinsmann asked Brad Davis to play left back? He might have. He might just have. think about it. He removed from the team. Yeah. You bring Greg Garza in. Yeah. Okay, you have Fabian Johnson that can move into midfield. You have Zardes you can move into midfield. Probably both better choices for form right now than Brad Davis. I'm wondering if he, if Jurgen Klinsmann was thinking about making Brad Davis the 2018 version of Demarcus Beasley. Well, Brad Davis is too old for that. It just is. I'm sorry. He doesn't have the wheels to play that position. I mean, I'm thinking more Brad Evans than Demarcus yeah. Beasley because that is a, a, a positional shift that's built on the smarts. And, and you know, Brad Davis best cross of the ball from the left-hand side in America, you know, uh, of the Americans available. There's no doubt about that, I don't think. I mean, maybe Chris Tierney, where he's not getting a call, 
who else who else was even in that group i don't think there is anybody um <sighs> as left fullback well no just, okay, who's got the i mean if you if you imagine that you could take any midfielder and turn him into a fullback the way that Jurgen Klinsmann seems to think maybe uh may, maybe just imagine a left-footed player Get to the chopper! Who, who Klinsman Breck might, Shea's another one he's done that with he's recently. Done that, yeah, he did that with Breck Shea, exactly. And, and Breck Shea doesn't have the best service. It's a, it's all the rage. Robbie Rogers. It's all the rage. Going, going all the way back to, remember, Chris Albright. I yeah. mean, that, that, that's, you can go all the way back to there. Making Converting guys into fullbacks to extend their careers, nothing new. But I don't know if... I, listen, I have no idea if this happened or not. But it's just interesting to me. You lose Brad Davis. And you don't respect you don't replace him with a midfielder or a striker or anything like that. You replace him with a defender. Yeah. It makes me wonder what was going on there. Well, and you remember we talked about this. The the original roster came out, it had guys all over the place in terms of their positional group, and then we get another sort of refined roster on the US website and it's got guys in different positional groups and I you know, I don't know what Klinsman I mean, look, <clears throat> this team's good enough to win the to win the gold cup. Um they need to get Better play, <clears throat> excuse me, out of Josie Altador. They need Brad, they need Michael Bradley to be on top of this game. Uh, yeah. they, <clears throat> they got those. They need to find them. a center back pairing and stick with it. That's one of the things I'm learning from this. And I, I, I think Ventura. The problem is you have you have maybe three guys that are all 75 to 80 percent pretty confident in in Omer Gonzalez, Ventura Alvarado, and I would even throw. Michael Orozco Fiscal in there, okay, okay. All right. and I well, but right. I would say John Brooks is a as a as a pendant starter for me. Mm-hmm. I like what John Brooks does. I know he's young. I love his confidence on the ball. Okay, I love his confidence on the ball, and I think he's he's a he's a pretty good straight up defender. I think he still has mental lapses a bit, but he's a young guy. But I think you stick with him. The bigger question then is who's the compliment to him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, there are. <clears throat> you're right. It's like it's like they've got three quarters. Of a bunch of different guys, like three quarters of the position filled, and it's it's Brooks, it's Gonzalez, it's Alvarado, and you know I, I can imagine Tim Ream getting some run in this tournament. I don't know how much. Um, he's obviously. Good I need to see ball. more. Obviously, I don't get to watch Bolton games week in and week out, so I got to see. But I, what I what I will tell you is the minute that he was in this game, I remember like, oh yeah, Tim Ream's really good on the ball. Yeah, yeah. and you could see it. Yeah. This Very confident on, on the ball. and But I will say this, that in a Gold Cup scenario where you're playing Central American teams, Mexico, I wouldn't be surprised if Ventura Alvarado gets a lot of run. He sees a lot of these players playing in the Mexican League. If you're playing Mexico tomorrow, I probably want Ventura Alvarado in there. Mm-hmm. By the way, I just saw this. <laughs> you know who just sent a tweet out congratulating the U.S. Women's National Team on their World Cup? Um, I'm gonna say Jesse the Body Ventura. No, this is a soccer person, a soccer person who, who um, Seth Blatter. No, but you're closer. You're closer. Somebody at the center of the FIFA scandal, the very heart of the FIFA scandal. Oh, tell me, it's tell me, it's uh, it's uh, my man from Trinidad. No, no, it's our boy Chucky B. He's does he still allowed the tweet? I don't know, but it's been 152 days between tweets. I picture him like the episode of Simpsons where Homer gets all fat and has a moo moo on, and there's just that woodpecker <laughs> in, a, in the water like typing on the keyboard. Yep, I'm so proud of the U.S. Women's National Team celebrating 30 years by winning the 2015 World Cup. Five minutes ago, Mr. Blazer tweeted that. I don't. He must be. Uh, you know, I, they get Wi-Fi and Rikers. It? I don't think he's. A, I don't. I think he's in some cush. I think he's like. I'm like he's living life right. I mean, I know. Okay, he's sick. He's got. He's got some some health stuff going on. But if, if there's any man on the planet who could be at the center of of all of that cor- corruption and bribery for so long, then be the guy to flip on everybody and then just be like, 
What up? I'm just gonna be tweeting about the women national team. I'm not gonna. End, I'm not gonna respond to anything that's out there. I'm just gonna show up and oh, put my head out of the sand and he, be like, "Hey, what's up, girls?" Yeah, but I don't think he's living life like, "Oh, I really, I'm really, no, I really shouldn't do anything. I shouldn't be sticking my head." I think he's like, "What's up? I'm just, I'm just Chuck Blazer having a good old I'm time. I'm still here. I'm, I'm just whatever. What can we get some shrimp in here, please? Can I get some champagne? The women. Can y'all look- recognize the fact that I had something to do with this? <laughs> it's like it's like raising my head, like, "Hey, you know, y'all maybe not have been here if it hadn't been for me." <laughs> I was selling TV rights back in '84. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so the U.S. women, Chucky, yeah, Chucky B. B. Uh, go buy the Chucky B. Uh, T-shirt over at tobacco.com. dot um, So. You know the, the the men heading into the Gold Cup, and you know what I I've made this comment, Jared, a couple of different places where I do uh, radio. It's been hard to focus on that tournament. We haven't had any build up because of the women, and rightfully so. We should be focused on a World Cup. Yeah, not I didn't care about the Cup. Copa America. I didn't watch a minute of Copa America. I, I wanted I to watch World Cup instead. I did watch that. I worked that in, but I also happened to be full time on this thing. Um, so how do you feel? Like, what's your where's your confidence level? And I think it's important to remember Mexico. Hurting right now, Chicharito Hernandez. Now, I think that is actually. It, this goes back to that American persona. We can't talk about ourselves without talking about Mexico. I know, but but, but they are. The, but but no, hold on. But I, I don't want to speak to that though because I agree. Yeah, I am more confident about the U.S. because I see Mexico struggling, and I shouldn't have to make that correlation. But when you think about it, they are they even the number two team in this tournament? Well. Costa Rica's got their own issues. Kaylor Navas is hurt. They've got they've got some stuff going on too. So it, it's not like I, I, I don't sleep on Panama. No, I, I kind of sleep on Panama. I, I kind of do. World I, Cup is where Panama does really well. No, usually. I know, and they're in our they're in the U.S. group, so there's certainly yeah. that to watch out for. I mean, Honduras and Panama, Haiti's the the, the you know the weak link, but Honduras and Panama are not going to be easy outs in the group stage. By the way, I need the U.S. to win that group, and do, I don't have to do it convincingly. I just need them to win the group because. Uh, quarterfinals are in Baltimore, and I can make my way up mm. there. But they got to win the group to be in Baltimore for the quarterfinals. So do it for Jason. Do it for me, so I can go out, actually go out to a game for once in my life. I'm behind a microphone all the damn time. When's the last time you got out to a game? You went to a Galaxy game fairly recently, right? Uh maybe like a month and a half ago. That's the kids. That's still you've been there. You've been out there in 2015. You've you've been out supporting. You got the two kids. You got the Munchkins, and you're showing yeah. them, showing them world. Okay, all right. You did not get to go see Steven Gerrard get. Uh, unveiled on the 4th of July. I actually did get tickets offered to me for the 4th of July game, but I did not go because I had my own thing going on here. But yeah, I did not get to see that. But yeah, I hear he was responded to very well. What I really wanted to happen at some point in that game, not to make the transition to MLS too soon, but if Robbie Keane's going to throw in three goals at some point, I really wanted him to run over the sideline, point up at Gerard and like, come on down. We're having fun. Come on down. (laughs) Look how fun this is. That would have been badass. Uh, Yeah, the Galaxy on the right side of things again for nothing. Uh, over TFC after they had the blip. Um, yeah, it's one of the things, though, like I have a hard time getting too excited over it because you're missing Michael Bradley. Sure. You're missing Josie Altador. Yep. And uh, LA is missing a couple of guys, too. But you still have a really well, good core there. Look, no, 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 no. Omar and no Zardis is pretty big for LA. But we've always said TFC is always going to be determined to a certain extent how good they are after their top three. Okay, yes, so two right. of their top three aren't there. Sure. LA can miss two of their top three and yeah. still be able to perform. We only got about ten minutes left, so we might as well dip our toes into MLS waters. Not only we're going to get to everything here, and and MLS is going to take a back seat. It just is. We're going to be. I mean, we will mention these results. We'll talk about these games, but with all of the international absences that are involved, and the fact that the the women just won a World Cup, and we we should be out parading down the street with flags 
in hand right now. And the fact the Gold Cup starts on Tuesday for the U.S. in Frisco, Texas against Honduras. MLS is going to get left behind. But there are some things to mention. Um, obviously, L.A. getting back on the right side. Uh, you had Seattle beating D.C. Now, both those teams like wrecked right now. Injuries and absences. Yeah, that's and a hard one. It's really hard. To, uh, I'm I'm proud for Seattle to get that result against the high flying best team in the league, DC United. <laughs> By the way, somebody said it on on Twitter or something. I would have to drop. I don't like this game. Your men are brutish and their play is ugly. Yeah, brutish. DC United loses to Tyrone Mears. What? Hey, when you got to go, sometimes you got to go deep. Wait, hold on. What? And. Damn it, you know what? I, I screwed that up because Tyrone Mears deserves the oh baby, but Carly Lloyd. Oh baby! I gotta give her the love for the hat trick in a World Cup final. My apologies. I should have gotten that no, done. What you should have used is my favorite drop we never used for that 50 yard bomb. Skin that smoke uh, wagon yeah, and see what you know, happens. I just I don't feel like that one's Skin gotten... that smoke wagon and see what happens. Yeah, 979, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, Jason, this is Claudio. How are you doing? Hey, hey Claudio, you got to say hi to Jared, too. He feels left out if you don't say him. You hey, answer the phones. I get why they say your name. You're addressing them. <laughs> I know. Claudio, go ahead. Hey, Jared, how are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. well, man. I appreciate you taking the time to, to acknowledge me. All right, hold on. Hold on. I haven't done this yet. Jay Rodius. All right, go ahead. Hey, you're going back to the Women's World Cup, but I just wanted to point out a particularly conspicuous absence of one Mr. Seth Blatter. Yeah, the man does not want to come to this portion of the world. He That was confirmed a few days ago, putting, Yeah, well, yeah, but it's still it's still a bad look that the man can't get on the plane, come over here, because he he doesn't know he might not, if he might get arrested. He's and he needs 50,000 booze, first of all. Well, sure, but every World Cup trophy has been handed out by the president of FIFA, and he's, he's he hasn't missed one yet, men or women's. I say he, we just, let's start, let's instead choose to say, let's make an erroneous rumor of like, Seth Platter just doesn't appreciate the women's game. Well, that, that may be true. I mean, again, this is the guy who wants called for them to wear he shorts. He handed out the trophy in 99, though. When, well, when short, short. He's wear short, He's also, you know, suggested that the women wear shorter shorts. That's right. Yeah, I, I threw that in and there. He, That's true. I mean, like the guy. Look, he's done some stuff to help push the women's game. I'm not going to give him like I'm not going to give him glowing praise for it. But he's also done sh sexist crap like that. Hey, everybody! They should have made him come to the stadium, grab the trophy, and slide on the turf in shorts to see what it felt like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just going to love the fact that he, you know, that after the, you know, the United States government has taken down pretty much his cronies. And then have to hand the World Cup trophy to us. Sorry, I just got distracted. I just got distracted by Fergie's tweet. You, you gotta go, Jared. You gotta go check this out. Fer wait, Fergie the Duchess or Fergie the wet crotched singer? That one. The, oh, okay. the, the latter. Go, or Fergie or Fergie the Sir Knighted uh, coach of Manchester United. Damn, dog, that's inappropriate. Well, you have to go. You have to go. Yeah, you gotta go check this out. All right, uh, what, what else? Get there. What else you got, uh, Claudio? Oh, that was it. I was just wanting to see. I was wanting to see Sedwire so badly hand us the World Cup trophy. I know. He ain't gonna show his face. We're missing out on that. Uh, appreciate the call, Claudio. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, Jason. Uh, Thanks, sir. There you go, uh, Robert from LA. Our boy Rob. What's up? Hey guys. Hey, what an amazing World Cup final. Yes, absolutely. Jared just saw this picture for that that Fergie tweeted out. I mean, out. everything that the Women's World Cup has avoided being. 
Fergie just wrecked it all in one tweet. She, Fergie just wrecked everything. <laughs> I mean, I, everything about this cup, World Cup has been about the athletes on the field, the, uh, the, the dedication, uh, how hardcore they are as uh, sports women. But Jared, and then Fergie goes and shows the cheek. Jared, how much? How much would it take? If I had the cash, I don't. Know, I don't have the cash. But how much mm. would it take to get Jared Dubois to recreate that picture? I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. First of all, I have a really good butt. <laughs> All right, you're not making me not want to see this. I mean, come on, I can I can appreciate. I'm just saying, man, it wouldn't be unpleasant. <laughs> Robert, what's on your mind besides the uh, besides just celebrating tonight? Yeah, for, well, yeah, I wanted to ask uh, uh, Jared about uh, Steven Gerrard. If that's all right. I, I, first of all, I know it's a great day for America that we won the World Cup. I did want to focus on a. Uh, it's a great day for LA America. Steven Gerrard's in the country. Yeah. By the way. Uh, uh, look, um, I don't really want to hate on Chris Klein too much, but that was a pretty awkward introduction. Like, why have Chris do that? Well, I didn't get to see the actual introduction. Okay. I just saw the interview. And, and local LA uh, local LA broadcast didn't show any of the presentation. Okay. They just talked with him separately in an interview afterwards. Hi, right, Robert. Did you see it? Yeah. Okay. So Chris Klein goes, uh, "Your new LA Galaxy midfielder, number eight, Stephen." G- Gerard, like he was trying to say it with the Scouse accent, and it came out all wacky. Like it came well, out. Who all else, but who's going to introduce if it's not him? I don't know. Uh, Rogadino, where's, where's he at? Why can't he do it? Rogadino hasn't called a galaxy game, and who goes? Okay, knows how fine. Long. They, they get uh, they, Joe Tatino down, down, down there. Yeah, absolutely. He's Joe doing the halftime show. All right, really, I don't really, know. I, I, where's Kobe? Kobe was in Vancouver, I think. Right. I don't want Kobe. No, Kobe, he, Kobe was, no, Kobe was there. Okay. He was well, I don't, I, on uh, the local. Oh, that's right. He's, 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 I thought they were going to have a, 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 the local sideline report, but Listen. what they did, they told us that he was going to be in full LA gear, but he just came out in his suit. So that's a better uh, move, by well, the way. That's why a, would he be a full kit wanker? Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, if you're not playing in the game, you don't wear the. I bet you he put the kibosh on that idea. I bet you they said to him, "Hey, Stephen, here's your here's your uniform." Uh, can you get dressed? We're going to introduce you at halftime. And he's like, what? He's I'm like, not playing. Nah, dude. Nah, <laughs> son. I, I don't play like that. I mean, l- listen, I'm going to act like I've done this before and have a little class. By the way, the idea of Steven Gerrard saying, nah, son, is the best thing I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> nah, <laughs> my son. Man, my man's, my man, I, yeah, I can't think of a scouser saying that, man. <laughs> Robert, are you excited? You going to make him better? Am I going to what? Are they, is he going to make him better? Uh, whoa. It's gonna be different now because uh, after the game, like we found out, it's Izaki's leaving, and that was like a complete shock. So yeah. I don't know how you guys mentioned that yet, but we have not. And I, I did want to get to that, uh, Robert. We're, we're limited time, and we got a bunch of MLS to get to, so I'm gonna let you go. But appreciate the call. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah. Happy Fourth. Yeah, great. yeah, happy Fourth of July. Uh, I'll say I'll say one thing about that. I I, I think outside. I, I think there's two times I remember this happening, and I'm, I'm I appreciate that we we are fans of a league that is class does a few classy things like this. Will Johnson it was Salt Lake a couple years ago. Hey, where do you want to go? We can't keep you. They right. did right by him. Right. Ishizaki comes up to Bruce Arena and says, "Listen, I'm having twins. I got three kids. They're gonna be like under four years old. I need to go home and be around my family. Cool. We'll let you out of your contract. That's yeah. the kind of thing. And that, listen, he's gonna go play somewhere. They're not gonna get a. They're not gonna get any money for him going right. to his house. They're right. setting him out of his contract. Right. So I'm happy that we have a league that does that type of thing when it's justified. Yeah, it's the right. But thing that being do. said, Sebastian Legette is gonna be the number one guy yes. that benefits. From yeah, absolutely. And, and the fact that the fact that LA has signed Sebastian Legette makes it easier to let Stefan Ishizaki walk. So that you know, these things that aren't kid, I don't know if there's anyone hotter in MLS right now in terms of just hitting the ground running. 
Yeah. Giovinco was probably a couple of weeks ago, and he's still probably the MVP of the league, absolutely. But Sebastian Legette is that sneaky good pick that Bruce Arena f- constantly finds. Yeah, I don't have... Danger Zone! You, you know what I need? I need a He's So Hot Right Now from uh, from Zoolander. I don't have that on my board. Well, he's so hot constantly right now. Constantly so hot right so, now. All right, like, quickly around MLS. We're going to go into extra time a little bit, added time. Vancouver loses to Colorado, dude. Yeah, that's a weird one. How does that happen exactly? I don't know. It makes me wonder, like, who's the real best team in MLS? I still feel fully healthy Seattle. It's an easy discussion, but they can't get fully healthy and they can't get all their guys on the field. And if I remember correctly, I think DC had another injury as well in this game. If I remember correctly, I can't remember who it was. Yeah. But I believe they had an injury in this game. It's, it's tough. I don't know between Seattle, DC, Vancouver, LA. Who's the real best team in the league? It's starting to get murky right now during a part of the season where everything gets complicated. Yeah, you know, and it's and it's weird too. And and well, I can't really we can't really go on into all these results, but it's weird that this discussion and you're bringing this up and you're talking about how it's hard to figure out who's the best team and the the parity is really out there in front of your face, like it's obvious. Parity yeah. is main, but at the same time, we're having this discussion about MLS tweaking the rules so the Galaxy can sign Giovanni Dos Santos, and it's so like any team can sign. No, no, I know that. I know that. I've been saying it's going to benefit the Galaxy right now, but it's obviously a it's rule the league too. It's it's a rule that's going to benefit the teams that want to go out and spend or have I, the money. I get to it. Spend. It's LA, and that's why there's so many. But shouldn't the league go after getting a Giovanni Dos Santos no, and Chicharito no. into this league? I'm 100 percent behind whatever it takes to get GDS in the league. I'm I'm with that. I'm not I'm not even criticizing MLS for tweaking the rules. I'm just saying. Saying that the the thing that comes along with this discussion is the thought that the rich are going to get richer, that the big clubs who spend the money are now going to have even more of a talent advantage over the mid-level and bottom-level clubs, and that parity will kind of slip away. And yet, here we are, halfway through the 2015 season, and parity is right, it's, just, it's banging, you know, it's banging in the head with a hammer right now. So it goes to the show, you can spend all the money at the end of, the, the, the end of it all, MLS is still pretty dang fair. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. teams that don't spend, DC United, are they breaking the bank? No, by no means. In are no they way the are they breaking the bank. And they're still the best team in the league point-wise. Well, Vancouver may be in front right now. I have it in front of me right now. But I, I believe that DC is still out in front there. But DC, you don't league, have to. Yeah. But what I will say is that over the course of 30-some games and a postseason, those teams do tend to fall off at some point. So there is an advantage to some of those teams that have these mid-year uh, replacements coming in, these fresh legs coming in, these experienced players coming in. But what I'll also say is while the league may be doing things to help the rich get richer, a team like LA is also the only team that's now doing things right at the at the at the kid level. They're making their their development academy this year. This week was announced that they're going to have a high school as well. Okay, so their kids are going to go to high school yeah. at at the campus there and be in their part of their de- development yeah, squad. You know, so um, there's you got to nurture both sides of it. RSL does that in, in Arizona. They have something yeah. like that. It's it's not they don't have their own high school, but they have like a partnership with a high school. But there's something different about being in the stadium where these guys and the professionals are. No, I know. Uh, Philadelphia's got their own high school in the area, YSC the partnership thing. I don't I know. Philly's a mess right now. And, and I spent a lot of last week on Soccer Morning talking about how, how, how bad Philly is and how Nick Sikiewicz came on my show and, and basically ripped the fans, which is something you never want to do. Um, just a quick tour. You got something else on that? Sorry, go ahead. No, good. Okay. Uh, just a quick tour around here. Uh, uh, are you worried about the Revs? 
Or you think that they can pick this Des- back I up? I mean, I'm desperately worried about the Revs, but it seems like the Revs do this every year, don't they? they but they, they did it earlier last year. I went back and looked because I wrote up a little what to watch for this weekend uh, for ESPN FC, and, and I picked that game because I thought the Revs needed to, to pull themselves out. Well, otherwise, they risk you know just going out of control. And, and and I said, remember last year they lost eight games. Now they lost eight games in a row and made the MLS Cup final. This is later. They did that earlier. They got that out of the way and out of their system in like May and June last year. This is July. The summer hits. We're not talking about like like they, I don't think they're gonna lose eight in a row, but they could go. You know, they could go one point out of five, one point out of six, one point out of eight, and it becomes. This insanely, this thing that builds upon itself. I mean, they're already in fourth place now. They've got, uh, the, there's two teams ahead of them with games in hand in the standings. Toronto FC is one point back with four games in hand. New York is one point back with three games in hand. NYCFC is only four points off in the East. You're not worried about them making the playoffs, right? I, I don't want, I don't want to say I am, but I'm looking here and, I, and I'm wondering if they don't figure this out pretty quick, you know, the East is tight enough. That it could be a problem. I'm just saying. Yeah. That that being said, I mean, they have Lee Win on the field, Diego Fagundes on the field, Charlie Davies on the field, Bunbury's on the field. These are the guys that helped you go all the way last season. Yeah. By I the mean, way, so no no thoughts of selling Diego Fagundes anymore, trading him, right? I mean, you need no. Him now. I, he, he's doing well right now, especially with. Um, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know if Agudelo's hurt right now. I'm not sure why he wasn't available for this game. He's not with the national team, or is he with the national team? No, he's not with Nashville. Wondolowski's got picked instead of him. Yeah. But so I will do a quick pick your poison for you, and it's going to involve the two teams that played this week this weekend head to head. Okay. Well, so you just said to pick your poison. I'm sorry, I was looking something there. It's not like I didn't give you a prompt. I know you did. All right, there you go. Okay. So between New York Revolution FC Dallas, New England, who's going to fit? New England. Yeah, that's not what I said. I don't know. Go ahead. New England Revolution FC Dallas. Who's going to finish higher in the Supporter Shield rankings at the end of the season? All right, let's see. I'm looking. I'm looking. Matt, go from your gut. Try to get Supp- supporter Shield in, in a uh, in a weaker conference. I'm gonna go with the Revs. Still, uh, I think so too. Yeah. Like, so I, I still feel that they are one player healthy away from being one of the better teams in the league. Yeah. That's how good Jermaine Jones is for this team. Yeah. All right. Let me just. If you didn't uh, get him back, they have a chance to a chance of doing anything they, do. they want yeah. out of the East. Yeah. They they got to figure it out though quickly. Uh, Houston Chicago Friday night was one of the worst games I've ever seen. Do not, uh, do not even, well, I don't even want to talk about it. One one, which means goals, which means we usually talk about games with goals, but that was a really terrible game. Uh, I did not enjoy doing it for Rabble. I like being on Rabble. I didn't like that game. Seattle. Well, look at the two teams playing. I know. Houston and Chicago. There's I never know. anything sexy there. Well, Except I mean, Harry Ship. Harry, Harry Ship once in a while. And Giles Barnes occasionally. And it, I don't know. It just was a disaster of a game. And Owen Coyle is playing worse. They're playing worse soccer than they, than they did under Dom Kinnear. I, uglier, less entertaining. Well, how long do you give him? I mean, if he doesn't make the playoffs this year, I wonder if they move on already. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's Houston. They expect to make the playoffs, and here they are, a disaster. Uh, ninth place in the West. I don't know. There's just no creativity All in right. that team. Uh, Columbus two, New York one. Uh, the the crew SC getting back on the other on the good side of things is probably yeah. They need to. They're too yeah. good to be in the position they're in right now. Yeah. Uh, Montreal, you already uh, no Montreal NYCFC two one NYCFC just apparently has Montreal's number. Uh, Montreal can't can't beat that team for whatever reason. I, I listen. I think NYCFC is having a nice rebound in, in the middle of the season right now, and it's, it couldn't come at a better time with two huge pieces well, of the puzzle coming still, very soon. But they still haven't announced Pirlo, so I don't know what. I mean, it was on their website for God's sake. I know sakes. it was. I know that's funny. 
Uh, Colorado, you mentioned that game already. RSL Orlando one one. I'm 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 with you. I think I think the the sh- the, the the curtain is coming down on RSL as what they used to be. That doesn't mean they can't make the playoffs. It doesn't mean they can't be effective. Man, if they're in the East, maybe in the West, they may be on the outside looking in. And we got Portland San Jose tonight. I'll be up late writing and watching that game. Nothing really to say about it. All right, we've gone significantly over our budgeted amount of time. Oops. Uh, Congratulations to the U.S. Women's National Team. A a well-deserved title in the end for a team that went through a hell of a roller coaster from beginning to end. Um, the best team. I mean, you know, for everything that that people said about France and Germany coming into this tournament, Jared, in the end, I think the United States was the best team on the turf in Canada. I say by the end they were. By the end they were. Which is There's the only other time teams that they play better ball at the different points of the competition, but by the end they're the best team. And their defense made them through. They got them through the times where things were hard. So congratulations to them. I'm happy that we have a American World Champions. Yep. There you go. Um, I feel like I should be saying something else. Oh, uh, I'm not going to go pulling the curtain back too far, but I just, I, what I want to, what I want to ask our listeners here, and we've been doing this show, what, three and a half years now? Is it that yeah, long? Yeah, pretty close. Yep. Yeah, almost Maybe four, four almost four years, uh, four years in for, for those of you that have been here since the beginning, for those of you who jumped in the middle and those of you that are brand new, if you're still finding us, I hope that's still happening. If you want something out of us, if you want if you have thoughts about what we should do on this show, ideas for either segments, uh, new hooks, new drops, new questions, new ways new, to tackle new personalities. It. Well, well, no, no that's <laughs> not going to change. But if you have thoughts about the show, we were happy to take your feedback. Hit us up at Best Soccer Show on Twitter. Uh, you can send me an email, Jason at NASN.TV. Uh, Jared is J Rodius on Twitter. I'm Davis JSN. We'll take those personally as well. I just think that it, uh, we're in a we're in a position here again, almost four years in. And the the show has taken you know some dips and turns. Life has changed a little bit for both of us, but we're we're doing what we can. We want to make the show live up to its name. Uh, Jared said that today to to Trevor and I. We want to, we want the show to live up to its name, and we might need your help to to get back to that level. Because I'm not I'm not saying that we're that we're not having a good time that people don't dig it, Jared. But you know we've got to push ourselves like the women yeah, did. You got to keep stuff fresh. Yeah, there you go. Got to keep it fresh. All right, that's it. Hit us up. Let us know, and we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Or hello. That's it. Game over. The drought is over. The US wins the 2015 Women's World Cup.